You're listening to another episode of Ask Dr. Jake. My name is Dr. Jake Tucker. I'm the owner and founder of Good Life Family Chiropractic here on the south side of Lincoln. And I'm coming to you today with another message of health, hope, and wholeness. And if you are in need of any help as far as your health or becoming whole again, then don't hesitate. Please visit my website, goodlifefamilychiropractic.com. Or you can call me or send me a text or send me an email, tucker.jacob at gmail.com. Or you can send that text to 402-413-8825. Feel free to call that number as well. That's my personal line that rings the office, but it texts my cell phone. And I'm happy to personally answer any questions that you have about your health. And if you missed it, the last five weeks, we focused on heart health. And I want that for each and every one of you, because today in the United States of America, North America, heart disease is the number one killer. In spite of what you're hearing in the media, all the fear about a specific virus, the main thing for you to be healthy is to focus on what the top risk, top, top risk factors are. And what it comes down to is that you're in control of your health. Your lifestyle choices are responsible for over 95% of your health outcomes. And so I wanna teach you more about that today. We're gonna to be digging in deep on health and the choices that we make as it pertains to nutrition and supplementation. And I always start with nutrition. There's no pill in the world that will get you healthy. We have to start with how the body heals and how the body functions because what health is, and this is where I start with all my patients in my office, is health is a state of 100% optimal function and the ability of your body to heal. So on a spectrum, how healthy you are is dictated by how well you're functioning, how well you're adapting to your environment. And so we need to focus on that function if we're gonna get you healthy. If you wanna stay healthy, we need to focus on that function. And we have to recognize that, number one, that God created us to be healthy. Remember, the psalmist says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. He knows the number of hairs on our head. And if you go back to Genesis, go back to the beginning, and you go back to God's design and intent for creation, it's to be an eternal, eternally in relationship with him, but eternally his image bears a reflection of who he is for eternity. And so when he designed us on planet earth, he built these bodies to be able to live forever in an ideal environment. Well, we wrecked that. We crucified that, right? We, we made the decision that we would rather have the knowledge of good and evil, be able to make those decisions on our own as to what we think is good and what we think is bad. And in doing so, we severed that relationship with him. It wasn't until after the flood, though, that that environment was fully disassembled. We went from beings that could live for up to a thousand years almost, going back to Methuselah and Adam and Noah, over 900 years apiece, to now where we're struggling to get to 120 years. 120 is incredibly rare, but that's what God said that we should be living to. And that's in this ideal environment that we live in now, except it's not ideal anymore, is it? Now we live in an environment where we sit every single day, where we don't exercise, where we eat foods that have been so incredibly processed that you can't recognize most of the nutrients that are in there. And so I want to talk to you today about one specific component of that, and that's nutrition. That nutrition component is such a key component. Hippocrates said, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. 
And we've gotten so far away from that. We've taken these odd ingredients, some of which are closer to a petroleum product than they are to actual food ingredients. And we're relying on that for our health. But those things, all they're doing is they're interfering with the healing process that's inside us, that God designed us to heal. And they're blocking out the symptoms of what we're feeling. If you truly want to be healthy, let's look at what the symptoms there for. The body always does the right thing at the right time. We just don't necessarily know the reason. There's an innate intelligence, an innate wisdom that we were created with. It's what knit us together inside our mother's womb. God breathed life into us when those two cells came together, the sperm and the egg. And that created out of that a brain, a spinal cord a nervous system, and off of the nervous system grew every organ, cell, and tissue in your body. For your heart to beat, for your lungs to breathe, for a cut on your leg to heal, a signal has to run from your brain, run down the spinal cord, and run out the nerves to every organ, cell, and tissue. It doesn't happen any other way. It's what keeps everything going is that innate intelligence, that innate wisdom that God designed us with. And so if we want to be healthy, we have to feed that because ultimately for that to restore and regenerate itself, which it does every 15 to 20 years, in order to get healthier, you have to give it healthy ingredients. You have to remove interference from that system and you have to actively build that by stressing it in positive ways through exercise, through meditation and through mindset exercises to grow your capacity to become healthy. And so this sounds like work because it is it's actually work to stay healthy because the default isn't health. It's the state of entropy where things go from a state of order to disorder. That's the way of the world. It's a miracle of life that we go through the opposite reaction, that this innate wisdom can actually build against the entropic forces that break down the world around us. So that innate wisdom is exactly what we need to feed. We need to honor God with our bodies because God is ultimately what's keeping our bodies alive. It's the most fulfilling thing on the planet to be honoring God in everything that we do in our health, our body. The temple of the Holy Spirit is one of those main things that we need to feed. And so when I sit down with my patients, I just had a nutrition consult with a patient the other day. I look for those things that are interfering. And we always start with the nervous system. This patient, Dawn, had come through about a month ago and she was in severe back pain. And I looked at her back and she had blown a disc. She had subluxation in her spine, in her lone back. It was unstable. And it was creating issues with her being able to maintain her health. She was dealing with digestive issues. Her metabolism had dropped dramatically. And we identified the number one interference to her nervous system was the, inner, the, the instability in her low back. And no, it wasn't because of a slip and a fall. It was a degenerative process. And this is a gal that's in her young 30s whose body, whose body should not be breaking down. She doesn't have any kids she has stress at work, but not physical stress. She sits more often than she stands. She doesn't like to work out because it it's painful. And she doesn't like to eat well because the fake food tastes better than the real food. She's trained her body to do the opposite. So we have a lot of work to do with her. And so for the first month, we focused on getting her spine healthy, getting that nervous system healthy, starting to remove some of the interference in that nervous system from the spine and from the instability in her low back. And then as that's begun to improve, as the stability's gotten to improve, and we've seen that, we've seen the discs started to heal. We've seen the spine begin to line up again to take what used to be a, a zero curve lumbar spine where it needs to be a 45 degree curve and actually begin to put that curve back in there is just incredible on a spine that has so much instability in it. 
But now with it more stable, we also need to focus on what's going to heal that nervous system, what's going to heal the disc, what's going to heal the joints around these vertebrae that are still designed to surround and protect her spinal cord and the nerve roots as they exit off. We need to get into the nutrition. And so we started by identifying the low-hanging fruit. And just generally, just generally in terms of nutrition, the number one thing that most Americans are dealing with is a deficiency in vegetables, in real foods, really, in foods by God versus foods by man, but vegetables. And vegetables are some of the most nutrient-rich foods on the planet. When God designed us and put us into a garden, he knew exactly what he was doing. He knew exactly what we needed in order to be healthy. But the average American right now consumes one serving of vegetables a day, just one serving. So if we're going to be healthy, number one, we have to flip that mindset. We have to start getting more servings of vegetables. The, the body, the average human needs at least five servings of vegetables a day. So if you're not getting five servings of vegetables a day, there's a great place to start. Let's work on getting more servings. Now, what is a serving? You have to answer that question. And your serving size is roughly the size of your fist. And so if you've got big old fists, you've got a big old serving size. And typically this goes with the size of the body. And so vegetables, you're not going to get fat off of vegetables. You can get skinnier off of skinnier vegetables, but you're really not going to make yourself fat off of vegetables. So feel free. This is my this is my prescription for you today. Start with those veggies. And I've had so many conversations and so many nutrition consultations with just start with veggies. And that might be odd for a doctor to tell you, you know, start eating right. Well, it's it's because I don't make any money off of that. I don't make money off of you eating right. But the second part of that that we have to recognize is that the vegetables that we're eating today, especially in today's United States of America, are less nutrient dense than they were even just 75 years ago. You look at look back into like the 1930s and 1940s and 1950s, and you look at the nutritional content of a head of lettuce or a head of spinach or a head of broccoli or cauliflower, and they had more than two thirds more nutrients in them per ounce than the food that we have today. Those same foods, those same fresh fruits and vegetables that we know are healthy for us, that we know we don't get enough of, they're less nutritious for us. And so we have to actually start, and this is the first place I start with supplementation, is I start with a multivitamin. And the multivitamin is just a good place to start getting that broad spectrum of micronutrients that your body needs. These are vitamins A, B, C, D, E, K, go on down the list. And those vitamins are the ones that you need to start to implement into your body. Now, there's other vitamins, there's other supplements, but start with that multivitamin. If you're on a limited budget, get a high quality multivitamin as your start for your supplementation. And then we go from there. Then we look at what else we need in the diet. So we start with getting more vegetables in. And then we look at those things that are interfering with the healing process. So number one interference is not getting enough of something. Number two interference are going to be those things that block the absorption of those nutrients. And so things that block the absorption of those nutrients, number one, is actually going to be things that create inflammation. And so this is a subcategory, but it's a, the whole section, number two, is going to be that subcategory. That's going to be, number one is going to be sugar. Sugar, the average American consumes almost two-thirds pound of sugar a day, 263 pounds a year between high fructose corn syrup and just regular table sugar, that glucose. And so if we're going to get healthy, 
right? We have to make sure that we start cutting back on the sugar. Your body can handle roughly two grams of sugar an hour in a 24-hour period. Now, good for you. You don't sleep all 24 hours and you don't eat all 24 hours either. So you're probably going to get most of those grams of sugar in a single setting at a meal. And so really look at what is in the foods that you're eating. Foods that come in high amounts of fiber along with those sugars, you're likely going to get a net zero effect, especially if it's food by God. God put the fiber in there to protect you from the sugar when it comes to vegetables. Most vegetables are not going to have very much of a glycemic impact. If you're a diabetic, if you have blood sugar issues, you don't really have to worry about your vegetables unless you're refining them down into things that they weren't designed to be, unless you're cooking them down to almost nothing and all you have left is the sugar, that that macronutrient that we get way too much of. Is it any wonder that we're obese? Is there any wonder that almost two-thirds of us have diabetes or pre-diabetic? It's incredible to live in a world today where our lifestyle impacts us so much and yet we pay it so little attention. So we have to look at that sugar numbered one as a block for absorption of nutrients. And if you're concerned about sugar, just check your strength when you have sugar in your mouth. A lot of you guys go to the gym or you have a set of weights at home. Challenge your strength. Grab a barbell and get as much weight on there as you can curl and curl at once and just see how strong you are. Take take stock of that. And then grab that sports beverage. I'm not going to name any by names. Grab that yellow sports beverage or the blue sports beverage and put a little bit of that in your mouth and just hold it there. You know, give it about 30 seconds to just settle in and then grab that same barbell and try to do a curl. And I, I guarantee it. I'll give you a dollar, right? A dollar. If you curl more with the sugary beverage in your mouth than you did without it, do this for real. Do it to the max. I mean, take video evidence if you want your dollar. Give me some video evidence of you being stronger with sugar in your mouth. Sugar is not a necessary nutrient in your body. It's in things as an indicator to tell us that it's not a poisonous thing. In nature, God designed foods that are sweet to be indicated as this is not toxic to us because as he was you know, revealing his creation to us, he needed to give us signs and he needed to give us principles that we could hold on to as things that were safe or unsafe. So number one obstacle is going to be that sugar. Number two obstacle that's going to create inflammation in your body is an imbalance of your healthy fats. So there's healthy fats and there's unhealthy fats. The healthy fats are going to be the fats made by God in their right environment. The ones that we need to start doing that we need to start uptaking on a daily basis. You know, those are going to be the ones that are available in olives, the ones that are available in avocados, the ones that are available in coconuts and not refined out of there. Once you start separating the fats from the foods that they're in, just like when you start separating the sugar from the plants that they're in, it creates more issues. And so we look for those things. We look for those things that create inflammation. One of the biggest things that creates inflammation is heat. When you take something like olive oil, extra virgin olive oil is one of the most beneficial fats that you can put in your body. But if you start to heat it up, especially if it starts to smoke, what happens is that fat starts to denature. And if you want to find a fat that'll go directly to your arteries, it's a fat that's denatured and inflammatory by itself. Another way to get inflammation from fats is to create an imbalance in your omegas. So you have a, a perfect ratio of omega-6s to omega-3s of somewhere between 4 to 1 and, two, and 1 to 1. 
And so we, we landed at about two to one when we're going for this. But if you have the standard American ratio of omega-6 to omega-3s, your ratio is about 17 to 1 or greater, depending on how you're doing the things. But just something like beef, corn-fed beef, is highly inflammatory for that reason because its ratio of omega-6s to omega-3s is so high. It's beyond 17 to 1, sometimes as high as 30 to 1 in most cases. And so will one steak, one corn-fed steak kill you? No, but one corn-fed steak every single week might. It'll definitely create more inflammation in your body, and it takes hundreds of meals to undo the inflammation from a denatured fat, from an imbalanced omega ratio, from any of these sources. And so what we want are healthy fats, healthy fat sources. So go there, look for those things, and we want you to be healthy with this. So identify that. Number three is going to be those proteins. Proteins, especially animal proteins, can be either one of the healthiest things for you or one of the things that makes you sick the quickest. And this would be, you know, an animal source that's not raised in its right environment. Putting cows on a feedlot, feeding them corn instead of grass, you know, taking fish like salmon that are supposed to be swimming around the ocean and eating the foods that God provided for them naturally and instead feeding them corn or wheat pellets. You know, taking something like a chicken and cooping it up in a hen house and never letting it see sunshine and never letting it get outside and grub for bugs. Like this is not what God designed for these birds. This is not what God designed for these fish. And this is not what God designed for these cows. And then we're going to eat it and we're going to assume that it builds us up when it's actually creating inflammation and it's breaking us down. And so we have to look at those protein sources. And if you're a vegetarian or a vegan, absolutely, you need to be looking at your protein sources. It's less likely that you're creating an imbalance from a uh, protein perspective because of the toxicity in it with vegetable sources of protein. But you still need to look to make sure that you're getting all your amino acids. And if you're a vegetarian, you need to really make sure that you're getting a diverse source of those proteins and not just going to the same thing over and over and over again because most of the vegetable sources or plant sources of protein are not complete. They don't have all of the essential amino acids in it like your body needs. And so you really do have to monitor that much more closely, especially as a vegan. If you're getting eggs, if you're getting fish, if you're a you know, lacto-vegetarian or you're a pescatarian, any of those things, it just becomes a slightly different story. And the last thing that creates inflammation in that food supply that can interfere with a healthy diet is actually going to be toxins, things like pesticides that we put on our foods, you know, things that aren't there naturally in nature, or maybe even things that the animal would eat that would create a toxicity reaction. We have to look at this principle of toxic bioaccumulation. If the meat that you're eating is something that also eats meat, then it's going to be toxic with the thing that it ate, that it was toxic. So let's take like a, uh, a fish, like a tuna. So it ate, let's say, a smaller fish that didn't eat fish. But that smaller fish was a bottom feeder, and it's taking all these things off the bottom of the ocean that are toxic. Now it's not just one level of toxicity, it's two or three levels of toxicity because those toxins build up in the fat cells. And so we really need to look at the source of what we're eating. Meat is probably the biggest obstacle there. And so one of the biggest things that you can do to make a difference in your health is to start by changing your meat products. 
If you go to a grass-fed beef, grass-finished ideally, you're going to start to transform those omega-6s and omega-3 ratio into that right ratio. If you go to chicken and you get chicken that has sunshine and fresh air and gets exercise, that's going to decrease hormones in that chicken, just natural hormones that are produced that would be stressful if it was just in a hen house and it didn't get exercise and didn't get all these things in it. If you change over your fish products to get wild caught only and not your bottom feeders. And if you were to say remove pork, which is one of the highest, uh, highest pH levels in food, uh, sorry, one of the highest acidity ratings in meat, you know, has one of the highest parasite counts of all the meats, we're going to see a huge transformation in your health because you'll stop taking in the wrong ratios. You'll stop taking in the wrong hormones. You'll stop taking in the wrong toxins in your body. And we'll start to remove some of those interferences in your health. And then from there, it's looking at your food sensitivities, things that create inflammation in your gut, things that you personally shouldn't respond to in the way that you're responding to. And so we have to identify those things. Some of those require some testing. Some of those we just know offhand. Things like gluten is not good for anyone. Now, some people have a much more strong response to it. Some people have a less strong response to it. Oftentimes, over 90% of the world right now is lactose intolerant. But as Americans, that's part of our major food group. We need that dairy in there. And so many of us are getting dairy from a source that's actually creating inflammation in our diet. So look for those things. And that's one of the things that we look for with every single patient in our office. If you need a nutrition consultation, you can start by calling us, by sending me a text, 402-413-8825. You can also send me an email, drjake at goodlifefamilychiropractic.com. So join me again next week as we dive a little deeper into supplementation and nutrition. We'll be focusing in next week on that next supplement that has to do with the sunshine. You guys have a great day. I'll talk to you later.